Today we come to Hebrews chapter 12, the, the penultimate or next to last chapter in this great book. Um, it's a great chapter that in a sense is drawing some conclusions from all the previous chapters. Notice verse 1 again begins with the word, Therefore, after showing Jesus uh, and the salvation he has brought is better than anything uh, any of them had left behind, he begins now to show how persevering through their hardships because of Christ is more than worth it. He, he's going to call them to persevere faithfully. He'll also encourage them to be discerning in how God deals with them as they grow in grace, while also issuing another warning to them against falling away. There's no salvation to be found outside of Christ, and thus every warning is designed to keep them trusting in and clinging to him alone for their salvation. So let's take a look at a couple of things we find here. Well, the chapter opens up with a well-known exhortation to persevere in the faith. We read in verse 1, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The cloud of witnesses referred to are the litany of Old Testament saints set forth in the previous chapter. The verse says we're surrounded by these witnesses, and I believe they witness to us in several ways. First, they witness to us by their faithful lives. Second, they are now witnesses, also spectators of our lives from heaven. But most, most importantly, perhaps, they are those who now surround us, having borne faithful witness to us of the coming Christ and his salvation. Having these witnesses before us, the author says, let's run the race. But before we leave this verse, I want to point out another interesting observation that the author gives us about <clears throat> how we ought to run the race of our Christian lives. He says that we should run, uh, as we run, we should lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. If you read that too quickly, you might not pick up on the fact that the author is actually identifying two, not one, things to, to lay aside in order to persevere in faith. He says we're to lay aside one, every weight. Number two, sin. Now that's worth considering because it shows us a very important distinction. It shows us that not it's not just sin that's a hindrance to our faithful perseverance in the faith, but there are, there are also things that may not be sinful in and of themselves, but are nevertheless weights that hinder our walk with Christ. We're to survey every aspect of our lives and consider how every action, every priority is helping us to love Christ more or not and helping us to grow in faithfulness to him more or not. Well, secondly and finally, uh, let's think about what it has to say here about discipline. The chapter has a helpful section on discipline from God. It, it acknowledges that when God disciplines a believer, if he disciplines you, it may be hard in that moment to discern what it is. So the author says in verse 11, For the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You, you may feel tempted to think that God is punishing you for something, but that's quite different than discipline. All of our punishment has already been absorbed by Jesus on the cross. All that's left for us from God now is discipline that is not meant to hurt, hurt us, but rather to train us. And notice carefully that earlier in the chapter, the author said, My son, do not uh, regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves 
and he chastises every son, every son whom he receives. He doesn't discipline a few. He doesn't like find the bad apples among the believers, but he disciplines every believer because he loves every believer. Now, you may wonder how we can know when we're being disciplined by the Lord. How am I to know that I'm being disciplined by God at any, at any given moment? What methods does he use? Well, he can use any method he so desires or deems necessary or most effective, but I'm persuaded that he often arranges the events in our lives in order to, to discipline us, and it helps us in discerning whether or not God is disciplining us to know that he's sovereign over everything that happens in our lives. So everything that happens to us comes from the loving hand of God, even if it hurts us for the moment. Therefore, we should be discerning in every moment of our lives, asking what the Lord is teaching us through all of them, good or bad. But all the while, know that the Lord has your good in mind and is benefiting you through the discipline. It may be hard to believe that wholeheartedly right in the midst of it, but the day will surely come when it will all be made plain and we'll be glad for everything that the Lord brought into our lives. And those are just a few thoughts from Hebrews chapter 12.